Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No, Mark Reddings has not morphed into a younger, more handsome version. That's right. Hamish Brayshaw is sitting with me right here, right now. Shelter footy cast, Will Schofield and Hamish Brayshaw. Hammer, how are you, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Good to be back. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Skate. I probably should say uh, I, I'm the more handsome, uh, younger version of Mark Reddings because he was here last time, right? He was right? there last year. In I my sitting, seat. Yep, I was sitting right here and he was in your chair, but looking a little bit more professional, but did, you look a lot more comfortable. Yeah, correct. That is very good. Did, did you organise that? I mean, I left for one week and I'd lost my seat. Did you Did you speak to No, he, uh, he just said, you sit here, mate. I'm going to take the reins today and sit in the host chair. Very good. Shelter Footycast here, live from Backchat Studios. That's the Southern River Band, the local lads out of Thornley. They are currently on a national tour with The Darkness. You know who The Darkness is, or are you too young for that? Too young for The Darkness. Okay, very good. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah, don't, don't. It's like, what? Skeeter didn't know it either. See, I think there was a specific moment of time. Anyway, we move on. Uh, West Australian team, uh, Eagles and Dockers, we get through them. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a trade uh, review here on the Shelter Footycast this week. Socials, you know where to follow us, Shelter Footycast on Instagram, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. We do have some fan mail this week. It came through, so I'm hoping Dan's got that at the back end of this run sheet. That'd be terrific. If you do want to send us an email, you can send us it to us there, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on YouTube, follow us on podcasts. You know what to do. Shelter born and brewed in Bustleton, WA. Hammer. I'm out of breath, but let's get into it. <laughs> Trade period. Yep. Um, look, it probably is about seven days too long. It can go for a yeah. but it's been monetized, commercialized, yeah, 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 money, money coming in now. There was a fair bit going on yesterday, but we're going to do a review of it all. Um, did you sit back and watch it? I mean, you're in Clubland a little bit at yep. West Coast. Do you sit back and watch it all, or are you just tuning in for the last ten minutes because that's probably all you need yeah, to do? Yeah, where it all happened. I had my, I turned my AFL notifications on my phone so that I could, whenever something popped up, I'd, I'd get the um, get the read on it. But 
to be honest. Like you just sit back and, and as you said, the last 10 minutes is where the, or the last day or two is where the majority of it happens. So nothing really goes on in the first week that's much excitement. There was a very big trade that went down and there was the biggest trade in, in trade history. There mm-hmm. was numerous picks uh, changed uh, hands. The number one draft pick, Jason Horn Francis, moved from his initial club over to Port Adelaide. Yep. You boys spoke about it, I think, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you think he was going to go? And what do you think about the number one pick moving from his club who drafted him after just one year? No, I didn't think he was going to go. Wow. Uh, I didn't think North Melbourne would allow it, but I also didn't think that he would sign a six-year contract on the back of leaving, um, on the back of a okay to interrupted year at you know an average team in the season to then go and sign for six. I mean... It's. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be knocking it back if I was Jason Horn Francis, but um, no, that was. Uh, I did not expect that. Yeah, that's it's an interesting for, move sure. by Port Adelaide, mm. like a six-year deal for a midfielder who's played one year. He's had. I mean, he was. was he dropped for not doing an eye spin. I yeah. don't. I don't know. Well, he didn't set the world alight in any game. You've really. been. You've been in clubland though. Yep. Uh, getting dropped for not doing an eye spin. Did Did that ring? Did that seem like that? That would be yeah. why he would be dropped. No, that 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 was in my humble opinion uh it physically couldn't have been the reason correct it just you got to have there's got to be something else going on behind the scenes and uh and i yeah i don't want to say too much more we've, well we've got we've got six years to find out what was going on behind yeah. the scenes now this trade right the mega trade listen to this i've got a bit of time to get through this so it was north melbourne port adelaide west coast gws uh north melbourne i'm going to go the ins and outs of each side um and we're going to we're going to name who won out of this trade right mm-hmm. in Pick two, pick three, pick 40, pick 43, future first round pick tied to Port Adelaide. So it'll be dependent on how Port yep. Adelaide go next year. Out, Jason Horn Francis, as spoken about, mm-hmm. as well as pick one yep. and a future third tied to Fremantle somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's jumped in there. Freo's jumped in. So that's North Melbourne stake. Port Adelaide get in. Jason Horn Francis, Junior Rioli from West Coast, future second, future third. Out. Pick eight, pick 43, pick 53, pick 57, future first, future second, future third. So they're just dilly-dallying yeah. out picks. Uh, do you think just on Port Adelaide, I mean, they get in Jason Horn Francis, Junior Rioli, and they, they spend a bunch of picks to do it, but it's not a – they haven't had to spend any players. No, that's – I think that's a win. And looking at them, they've got enough, I think, young talent that a pick eight, yes, it, it certainly helps, but you look at the rest of them, pick 43, 53, 57 – that sort of you roll the dice on some kids there, and I think they've got enough young talent to probably make that worthwhile. On that point, Port Adelaide have had the most first round picks outside of GWS and Gold Coast mm. after the last out of the last four years. So yeah. they've actually built their list on the back of draft, not mm. trade. They've got Horn Francis and Rioli as a bit of a top up. They were chasing Asava Radagalia from Geelong, didn't mm-hmm. get that done. Um, they didn't have a good year last year. They went zero and five to start the year. Uh, does Horn Francis and Junior Rioli and a couple more picks, does that elevate them into the top eight and help them challenge for a premiership next year? Because that's where they're positioning themselves for. Yeah, I mean, I think Junior Rioli certainly has got that experience to probably add a little bit of something, whereas, as I've previously said, the jury's still out for me on uh, JHF. Yes. But um, I think they'll still, you know, they'll be good players that will elevate them a little bit and I think a bit more than a pick 53 probably would. West Coast are involved in this one as well for our West Australian listeners. Pick eight, pick 12, a future second, a future third. They come in the door for Junior Rioli, pick two, 
pick 40. GWS uh, involved from a pick standpoint in this one too. They get pick one, pick mm. 53, pick 57, but lose pick three, pick 12, future second. So I think these bottom two, West Coast and GWS, I think they're the losers out of this deal. North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, um, I think they get what they, they want. North Melbourne, they split their pick one for pick two and three. Yes, they lose Horn Francis, but he wanted out anyway. They get a future first as well. West Coast, they they split their pick pick two, but they get eight and 12. So they do move a little way back. Um, only time will tell what sort of players they get at eight and 12 instead of pick two. Um, but I just think maybe that split, I, I don't know, you, you'd like to pick split a pick two with two top 10 picks and they mm-hmm. don't quite that get that done and they lose Junior Rioli as well, who 2018 I think was in, you know, best players for West Coast in a premiership year. We're a long way removed from that now, but I think they end up losing. And GWS who I might get you to speak about, they move up to pick one. Congrats. Well done. Mm. You get pick one. But they lose pick three. So they haven't moved up from pick 40. Yeah. They've moved from pick 40 to pick three to pick mm. one. And then a couple of other picks thrown around. They also look, lose pick 12 in the deal. Yep. And then we'll get to them a little later on. But they lose half their midfield as well during this trade period. Yeah. Uh, GWS and West Coast in this mega trade, I don't see them as winners, do you? Uh, well, I personally, and I'll touch on it a little bit. I think I see West Coast as winners in this. Good. I think the reason, the way they've traded pick two, even though it is you would prefer two in the top ten, but eight and twelve, I think lands them right around the mark of some pretty good WA talent Ooh. that um, that they might have gone after earlier anyway. Um, so I, I think that's uh, that's probably where their heads at, and I reckon was one of them an East Perth lad. Yeah, they, he was an East Perth lad. Who? Young Ruben Ginby, a gun. He's a Star that kid. Tell me, did he play seniors with you? Yeah, he played Perth? league and then went to was it Wesley, the captain of Wesley. So played at Wesley and then um, played state footy and won the um, WA MVP. So where's he play? What sort of position? What well, sort of he player was is he? Half back, but now he's, he dominated the midfield through the carnival and played midfield for us in the back end of the year. So you kept him out of the midfield while yeah. you were going about win <laughs> yeah. the best and fairest yeah, and second sorry, and Ruben, But uh, <laughs> no, he's 190 centimeters. He's a quick. He's a left footer. He's strong. He's coachable and he's just a star. I cannot wait to just clip this up and play this from West yeah. Coast read out. Pick eight pick or pick eight. 12? Pick eight. He'll go eight. Okay. Unless he goes earlier, which okay. will hurt West okay. Coast. Oh boy, I like that a lot. Um, let's get into uh, – that's the that big big deals of the round. Uh, end of trade period. All up, 32 trades and free agency signings were made involving 34 players. I think that's a record. Um, it was a you – know, who knows? Dan's like nodding, shaking. Who knows? It, it, it was a lot of players. Let's just say – Biggest in decades for sure. Mm. I think it's only been going for a couple of decades, so that's <laughs> it's probably probably a record. Probably the biggest. Let's get into West Coast and Frio. Um, Will Schofield, Hamish Brayshaw, shout out footy cast. <laughs> Fremantle. Um, look, let's grade both of these teams, the West Australian sides. Um, let's start with Frio. We spoke a little bit about West Coast off the top. Um, fair bit going on for Frio. So I'm going to go through um, most of the sides. We may skim through a couple just given um, timing restrictions. But um, I'm going to go through ins and outs, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some draft picks left over. And for a couple of these, I thought – I was thinking about your strengths and weaknesses as a host, right? And you've got a lot of strengths, got to be honest. Didn't come Thank up with you. many weaknesses. But Beautiful. strengths, wit, humour. So I thought mm. maybe um, as I'm going through these, I know you're a big movie fan. Perhaps, I am, yep. Perhaps you could just give me um, how these clubs have gone in relation to a Hollywood movie of some description. Understood. Okay. Sure. So I gave you a bit of time to think about these. So if you have any, just jump in and, and go through it. Fremantle, fair bit going on here. Josh Corbett, Luke Jackson, Jaeger O'Meara come mm-hmm. into the football club. Yep. 
Jager O'Meara. I need to stop saying Jager. Yeah, Jager, Jager bombs. Come on, too, Snowy. Too, too, <laughs> too many Jager. No, seriously. Here yeah, comes I know. I know. I, I had one the other night at, after the BNF. Did you? Yeah, Jager bomb taste? at Hippie Club. Oh, goodness me. It tasted glorious. <laughs> Traded out. Blake Akers, Darcy Tucker, Griffin Logue, Rory Lobb, Lloyd Meek. Let me take a breath. A fair bit moving out the door there. Mm-hmm. They keep a couple of draft picks, but let's be honest, they're not going to be going to the draft because... They've moved in all in with Luke Jackson. They think yep. their time is now to win a premiership. Mm-hmm. Um, flag mantle is now, yep. not 2022, maybe 2023. Fingers crossed. How do you assess uh, Frio's trade period? A fair bit going on. Yeah, heaps going on. Um, so relating this to a movie. Oh, good, great. I, uh, I'll, I'll ex- assess their actual trade afterwards, but just in terms of a movie, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie The Expendables before. No, I haven't. I'll, uh, let me read you the cast. Okay. Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Lee, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terry Crews, Wesley Snipes, Terry Randy Couture, Crews. Mickey Rourke, Mel Gibson, Harrison Wesley. Ford, John Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, John Steve, Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Steve Austin, Liam Hemsworth. There is lots going on in this movie. That's 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 the action heroes that's the for the last twenty years, for the last ever. And all the movie is is basically just a bunch of old jacked up action guys going in to save the day and blow stuff up and fight things and it's just incredible Great. to sit and watch for two hours and that is the Fremantle trade period just stuff happening left and right all of a sudden Tip and Woody was coming out of retirement to go to Freo <laughs> Connor McKenna, was, Connor McKenna was coming back uh, Jeremy Sharp was coming over there was heaps going on at, and players were leaving Lob was only going to go until the last five seconds and so that's The Expendables for me. Okay, good. Okay, I have heard of this movie. So The Expendables, if we use that name as well, they got th- rid of a few yeah, players, right? Mm-hmm. There was a few Expendable players. Yeah, if there you don't was. Mind very, me just yeah, well done. Bow. Thank you. One, two, three. Blake Akers, Darcy Tucker, Griffin Logue, Rory Lobb, Lloyd Meek. I know there's no superstars in that, and they get some stuff in return for those players, but do you think from a role-playing point of view – uh, those group of players. I think you and I are fair to say we've been role players in our time. Do you think moving on a big group of role players like that creates a, a gap in Frio's list that's not replaceable or do they have the youth coming through that can actually replace uh, what they've lost? I think the I think Blake Akers, Tucker and Logue are going to be tough ones to replace in terms of those role players. Blake Akers played really well this year to start on the wing and yep. Griff was able to go down back and hold his own and then go up forward and play well and, and, and Tucker was one of those guys that if injuries came in, he was ready to go. Um, I think Lloyd Meek, while yes, he's a really good player, they've got Luke Jackson in now so they, they just didn't need him anymore. Mm. Um, and Lobb, uh, for a bloke that for the last two years said he didn't want to be there, I, I don't think they mind too much getting yeah. rid of him. No, I think I probably agree with you. I did. I spoke to Peter Bell last night on 6PR and asked him the question, do they need a bit of depth at Ruck, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, they get, get Jackson in, but they lose two backup Ruckman yeah. in, in Lob and Make. Can you? Who's the best Ruckman in the waffle? Because the answer that Peter Bell gave me was a little bit of an inkling that maybe they'd look to the state leagues for some, some backup. But who's the best guy in the waffle that could – potentially find himself on an AFL list? Well, uh, Scott Jones, I think East Perth Ruck is as good a Ruck as there is in the waffle. But, and he's uh, spent some time at Freo before, He's been a couple of years he? at Freo before and, and now he's um, back and trudging around the state leagues and just, I think he had 700 plus hit outs this year or something and, and was just phenomenal. Um, but I think the, the best young Ruck is a guy called Hamish Free out at South Freo. So he's, uh, I'm not sure how old he is, but he's younger than Jonesy and he's, he moves around the ground well, and he just gets his hands on the foot. He's a big, tall boy, and so I think in terms of young, talented rucks, he'd be he'd be the guy. Okay, very good. There you go, the Expendables Frio. Let's move mm. on to West Coast. Um, adversely, not there wasn't a whole lot going no, on. For not West a Coast. They were involved yeah. in the big deal, right? And they had you know picks going left, right, and centre. But it was very 
you know, mainstream. Mm. Jaden Hunt in, he, he signs as a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent, one of those. I get confused by them. Mm. Junior Rioli leaves the club. He requests that to happen. They miss out on Luke Jackson, which I don't know if they're ever really in the conversation, especially hearing Luke Jackson speak during the week. Mm-hmm. Yes, he met with them, but it sounded like his heart was with Fremantle yep. from the get-go. Um, so perhaps they were just trying to you know, push the price up for the Freo Dockers. I don't know. I like that. Um, they keep draft picks 8, 12, 20, 26. So they have four picks inside the top 26 picks. Mm-hmm. Um have you got a movie for? Yeah, me? I do. do. You? So this might you not you might not get around this one because you were you were you were a fan of them keeping two, were you? Um, look, yeah, I, no, no, I wasn't. I do like splitting it. I think they would have, if if possible, they would have liked to have kept the picks lower. But in the end, yeah. if you're splitting it, you can't just you know you can't split. You know, six and ten would have been better, but six eight and twelve is the only 12. thing. Is, I don't oh, think it's that much different. Yeah. So I've gone with the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Have you seen these Frodo movies? Frodo and Co. Have you seen these? Yes, trilogy? I have. Yeah, absolutely. So like well, all time classics. One of the all time classics. I've actually just rewatched it last week, the three of them. So Did it's you? fresh in my mind. Uh, but B- instead busy, of. Busy man, over. Busy man, yeah. So <laughs> what the, the baseline of the story for those, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Fantastic. Rewatched but, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I just couldn't love that one. The trilogy. So, yeah, the trilogy. Okay. Um, extended edition, two, four and a half hours at least. <laughs> anyway. So what's this extended edition? <laughs> Have you never seen the extended edition? No. Oh boy, there's the extended cut is before you know Peter Jackson cut everything off the table. So is this the extended cut, or are we just the, talking I've original? The extended no, cut. are we talking West Coast the extended oh, cut? No, or West Coast the original. The, the, the storyline is the same. You Sorry. just get a lot more good stuff in the. Extended. Please tell me why. Anyway, the uh, movie goes. The storyline is the Ring of Power. Uh, Sauron, Dark Lord of Mordor, has created this ring. He's gone years ago, but he's coming back. And someone finds this ring and it's passed down to Frodo Baggins, who's just a lonely little hobbit and has to take it from his house in the Shire to the fiery depths of Mount Doom and drop it in the volcano. (laughs) Who's who? Anyway, I'll get to it. West Coast (laughs) is Frodo. Right. The ring is pick two. Right. It's the pick of power, not the ring of power. Okay. Obviously in a rebuild. They're, so ha- they're happy living in the Shire for years. West Coast have been in the finals, winning flags, happy in, you know, living their life. All of a sudden, here comes Sauron. <laughs> COVID, list people, old people getting hurt, things dropping off. And they've had a torturous year, which is what is happening in Middle Earth at the moment. Right. And West Coast have got to go with pick two to right the wrongs of the season and fix their football club. Right. What happens in the film is the ring has its mind of its own and corrupts Frodo for a little bit. He yeah. starts turning bad. There's signs of him going evil. He wants to keep the ring. He wants to. He doesn't want to get rid of it. He wants to just hold on to this. Yes. And that is what I've heard of signs of West Coast this year. They wanted to hold on to pick two. I'm not splitting it. This is the we've got to. We need our, to lose more games. We need to lose. Our salvation is to be this number one pick. And I have been sitting here as a spectator, obviously of Lord of the Rings and the West Coast this year, thinking, why would you not split? You, you obviously need to rebuild one good player. You're still going to get two good players at eight and 12. You need to split the pick. I think there's been a lot of people who have been saying split the pick, get a couple high, and uh, and that is Lord of the Rings. Holding on to that one thing, corrupted him for a little bit, but right at the end, okay, splitting the pick, throws it in the fire, game are, over. Are you saying that you're Samwise? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm Samwise. I've been a spectator this whole journey. I've been telling him inside the club, hey, split pick two, split pick two. I haven't actually, but I've been thinking it. <laughs> And finally tossed the ring into the fiery pits of Mount Doom. There you go. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> West Coast split the split the split ring, the split ring the pick. pick. Good job. There I absolutely go. couldn't have. That's when I thought of this idea of you relating movies, <laughs> what you've just done for the last two minutes is exactly, exactly what, you thought. what I wanted. Shelter footy cast. That's West Coast and Frio. Uh, you be the judge. See how they went. Only time will tell. Uh, will Schofield, Hamish Brayshaw.
right, I think we've been uh, rattling on a little bit, so we're going to have to skim through <laughs> some of these, which is absolutely fine because it's been a big trade period. And if your team's in here and we don't get to it, I'm sorry. But also, Adelaide, the big move for them is they uh, they get they they lose. They get in Isaac Rankin. This happens every time with Adelaide. I just don't pay attention to him enough. <laughs> Isaac Rankin comes into the football club. Yep. South Australian, returning home, been in the Gold Coast for four years. Was a high pick when he left. I think you mentioned last week the pick that they had to give um, the Gold Coast uh, got from Adelaide was actually higher than what he was drafted at. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, I can't remember what he was drafted at. Gold Coast got pick five for him, which was better than what he was worth at the time. I think. It, he might have we we haven't seven. seen we hasn't, haven't seen Isaac Rankin play in the midfield at AFL level. No. So I've effectively recruited a dangerous small forward for pick five. Do you guess I mean, from here? Uh, it's a probably a bit high, but uh, there's certainly a lot of upside to him. So overall rating for Adelaide, I, I, I think I think it's probably a good move. They've got a young team. They lose Billy Frampton, but uh, they've got enough key position talent coming through. I, I give him, I give him a B-ish somewhere. Yeah, but, you know, it's like it's above just a pass. Like happy with a B. They get a good player into the club. Yep. They lose pick five. They probably could have used that. He was pick three. Originally, well, there you go. So that shows how much shows how much we care about Adelaide and Isaac Rankin. <laughs> Thank you very much, there Dan, for making us look like absolute idiots. Brisbane, they get their men. Jack Gunston, Josh Dunkley, come into a team mm-hmm. that is challenging for a premiership. They have been around the mark for three or four years. They haven't been able to get it in done in finals time. And I've got to I've got to be honest. Josh Dunkley's been one of the most consistent players in the AFL for that period of time. So to get him in after winning in Best and Fairest at Western Bulldogs for a pretty cheap price, I think they pay for it, you know future first and like a mid I don't know mid pick involved in a bit of yeah. a convoluted swap. I don't think they pay overs for Josh Dunkley. Jack Gunston comes into a forward line that loses Dan McStay to Collingwood. Yep. But Eric Hipwood, Joe Danaher still exist. I think Jack Gunston. <laughs> Eric Hipwood, the bug. Oh, boy. <laughs> Why is he the bug? Got big eyes. No, do you not remember that game at the Gabba that you were playing on him and I was abusing him from the bu- from the crowd? And <laughs> Sorry. Please. No. Please. So we, the, we were all sitting up there after yes. a scrimmage oh in the gosh. morning and Scoey was playing full back, just niggling Hipwood as he used to do and just elbows in the back and Hipwood was having a dirty old time. This is at the Gabba, This right? is at the Gabba. When we're in the hub. And there's me, Jake Waterman, all the boys that have played the scrimmage in the morning, hating life, just yelling at Eric Hipwood, oh, it's a bad day to look like a bug, screaming a at A lot of crowd. abuse. A lot of abuse. Anyway. And, and there wasn't a lot of people in the crowd, so you no, could there hear wasn't, everything. You could hear everything. And there was a group of people like, you know, in the seats just in front of us, about 15 metres. Anyway. How long have you been going on for? This is all, Almost all the first, first quarter. Now nah, the first quarter, just ripping through this poor Eric. Anyway, um, you could see that the group in front of us was a little bit upset. And then at quarter time, this guy comes up to us from that little group and starts chatting away. Oh, you know, you guys with West Coast? Yeah, yeah. What'd you do this morning? Had the scrimmage? Yeah, good on you. How long are you here for? Blah, blah, Oh, you know, what's your name? Oh, I'm Hamish Brasher. Nice to meet you. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. I am uh, can't remember the bloke's first name, but he's like, I'm Eric Hipwood's dad. Oh boy! <laughs> so sorry, Eric. It was all fun and games. Jack Gunston compliments Eric Hipwood uh, very well in the forward line. Very nicely done, Carlton. We move on to them. Um, traded in Blake Acres. Yep. Traded out Liam Jones. Will Setterfield. Liam mm-hmm. Jones a bit of an asterisk against his name because didn't really trade him out. He quit, didn't he? Tr- yeah, traded himself out. Yep. and moves to Western Bulldogs for free. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, looking at the whole trade period. That is one of the biggest moves by the Western Bulldogs, and they've got him for free, and he's yeah. just left Carlton. Mm. I'm not happy with that. I uh, I wonder like, if, for example, if Tip and Woody had have gone to Fremantle, would Essendon have got anything for him because he retired? Probably not, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't. That doesn't sit too well with me. Can Tip and Woody still go to Frio? Like in the, I don't know. Can they draft, draft him? him? Yeah, I think he still can. Is that is that maybe why they couldn't trade him in? Because maybe, I, but he's unrestricted, retired. 
free agent, I guess, if they want him. Anyway. Well, Liam Jones um, out, although they weren't playing with him. I think Blake Akers is a pretty big in. Like you said, he played yeah, a pretty big role really for Frio year this year. year. Um, how do you rate them overall, Carlton? I mean, they don't... No, I, I think it's probably a, a C. Just yep. you walk away Pass. and you think, well, there you go. Collingwood were pretty active in the uh, trade Very, period. This, yep. So they got Bobby Hill, Dan McStay, by Dan, if you can hear the garage in the background. Thanks for coming. See you later, Dan McStay. Dan McGo. Come on. <laughs> there it is. Dan McDo. Dan McDo. <laughs> Billy Frampton. Have you seen much of Billy Frampton play? Not a whole in? heap. Okay. Tom Mitchell. See much in play? Yeah. Brownlow medalist. Yeah, Brownlow medalist. Accumulator. How does he go in Ball uh, magnet. a Collingwood midfield of Chris uh, Pendlebury, Dacos and co? Does he add something I to that? I think he certainly adds 35 a game to any midfield that he goes to. Do you think, think he maybe doesn't go inside as much though? Maybe he plays, yeah, maybe a, bit plays a bit more on the outside, maybe on the wing, gets around. But I think with enough quality ball users around him, he'll uh, he'll certainly add something to the team. They lost Brody Grundy and Ollie Henry, a couple of good players. Mm-hmm. So does that bring their um, draft ranking down a little? Well, I look at it and say, and say probably not. Ollie Henry's an out. Um, but Brody, Brody Grundy didn't play a whole heap for them this year and they were able to do a lot of what they did without him. So I think their game style is set up around the pressure and just run and carry and gun. And, you know, he was not a part of a lot of it. So I think that's a cross mark against offering huge contracts to anyone. Really. Oh, yeah, no so, question. So Jason Horn francis would be an example, but we've seen some of them come across. Um, we'll get to Richmond, but Hopper and Taranto both signed really big deals. Mm. Um, it's just fraught with danger, no matter how good the player is. So th- three years ago, if I said to you, Brody Grundy would be being traded to Melbourne to play alongside Max, Max Gorn. Gorn. You would have laughed. If you said that in 2019, yeah. <laughs> what's next? A global pandemic? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, you yeah. would, you would, it would not it would have even crossed your mind. So they signed him to a seven-year deal. Mm. He can't get a game two years later yeah, from Darcy Cameron, who, got to be honest, um, came to the football club from Sydney, um, was unproven, mm. but you spend time in the middle without mm-hmm. a challenge yeah. and you can see what a good player he is. And there he goes. I think a lot of clubs get – that uh, false sense of confidence from the Buddy Franklin deal. It was a nine-year deal. That that's probably the only long-term one that's really set the world on fire, and he hasn't sort of set a foot wrong. But so, so you rate Collingwood pretty highly? Oh, yeah, I, I, think I think they've had a good. I certainly think they've done well. Essendon. Um, I'm going to skim through this because they didn't do a whole lot. They lose Aaron Francis. Um, they missed out on quite a few. I don't think that's a destination club. If I'm going to be honest, oh, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Uh, they're rumourings that they've got another board spill coming. Um, the, the coach situation's been an absolute shit show. Yeah. So that's a DNF. Did not. Did not. Or DNS. Did not show up to the exam and doesn't get a grade. That is correct. A bit of like Happy Gilmore yeah. about it. If we're you know, just a bit yep. of a joke, really. Yep. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Very good. Uh, Geelong. What about Geelong? I think these. Oh, Boy, yeah. This is the team that won the trade period for mine. No a, question. A plus. Yep. Start it there. Mm-hmm. They win the premiership. They go to trade period and they want to improve their list. How do they do that? Well, I'll tell you how they do that. They get in uh, effectively um, four, uh, effectively four first round players by Tanner Bruin from GWS. GWS yep. Jack Bowes comes in yep. from Gold Coast. Ollie Henry comes in from Collingwood, and a part of Bowes they get pick seven. So effectively, the premiers they get uh, four picks, yeah, coming back the other way. It's ridiculous. So I've got a movie for this one. Um, I'm sure you've seen the Italian Job. Yes. So they, they get, like drive little mini, drive Coopers. little minis, Coopers, and steal heaps of gold. And this is just a great heist movie. And this is one of the great heists of our time. I think the Geelong trade period. Right. To win a premiership, 
Go and get so Jack so, Jack Bowes from Gold Coast was yes. picked ten in two thousand and sixteen, I think he was. Yep. And has fallen out of favour with the club and they signed him on a big deal and probably weren't paying him a bit overs. Long term contract. Long term contract, paying him overs. And so Gold Coast have traded to Geelong, Jack Bowes and Pick Seven for a future third round pick. Like pick seven as a sweetener on top of a pick as, ten player. Yeah. So but I look at that. Will Brody was a pick inside the top ten as well, and he was out of favour at Gold Coast, and look what he's doing at Freo. So I, I don't think Jack Bowes is a bad player. Yeah. And so, you know, there's those two. Ollie Henry is a star and they've got him in. Reportedly better than his brother Jack Henry, who I think was all Australia, yeah. at least in the squad. In the squad. Yeah. And then, you know, Tanner Bruin is a young gun at GWS. So for the fact that they've won a premiership. They've come out and just gone, yeah, I'll give you pick a future third rounder for those two top ten picks. So who's who in the Italian job? Is Stephen Wells driving the crew of Mini Coopers around? Yeah, Stephen Wells is Matt Damon. He's driving the crew around. He's orchestrating this heist. He's blowing up banks. He's running away with the gold. And they get to the end of the movie and they're just laughing, sitting at this place going, well, cheers. <laughs> Isn't there an Italian job too? Don't they yeah, keep I reckon doing they it? they keep doing it. They reckon, I reckon they might go back for more. Could be a dynasty coming yeah, up. Yeah, Ocean's 11, 12, 13, all the rest of it. Very good. A-plus for Geelong. They absolutely, absolutely. dominate. Um, gold. Coast, I think Gold Coast, the next two teams, I'm going to skim through them because I think they were both the um, worst perf- oh, performed. No question. So Gold Coast, uh, they get in uh, Ben Long, Tom Berry, who may or may not cha- challenge for top 22 spots, I've got to be honest. like mm-hmm. Ben Long's been playing for St Kilda, some games there, but St Kilda are a sub a bit good. and he was out. Yep. That's correct. Um, they lose Josh Corbett to Frio, Isaac Rankin, a star, Jack Bowes, potentially a star, and they don't do much else. I've got them down at about a D. Um, they, Generous too. They Yeah, they lose players and don't get any you know, real Don't players back. Yep. GWS I had as the worst in the trade period. Oh, and that, no question. That might, well, it was questioned by someone quite high up at the GWS that made contact with me last night after I put out an article saying <laughs> that they were a D minus and weren't too happy because they get in pick one, right? You've, that's a, that's a positive. It's you a positive. You can't knock back a pick one. Right. So they get in pick one through some trades of picks in that big mega deal. But they're coming from three. Like, I, I don't think – it's not like they've come outside the top 20 and come into pick one. Like, they've effectively moved up two spots. Hopefully, that's a better play for them. But they lose some good players. It doesn't matter what situation is around those players. They they lose good players. Bobby Hill leaves. Tim yep. Taranto leaves. Tanner Bruin leaves. Jacob Hopper, Hopper leaves. leaves yeah. Taranto and Hopper have been their starting midfield for the last, last couple years. of Taranto years. Taranto won a best and fairest as a 20-year-old. Yeah, so – you can't say he's not a talented player. Maybe no. they were on too much money. Well, mm. Whatever the situation is, they still lose. They still lose pretty good talented players. Starting midfielders. And I don't think you can rest your laurels and everything on pick one because looking back over the last 10, 15 years, pick one isn't always a success. We actually did this on back chat. We only compared pick one and pick two. We, we probably should have gone pick one for the best player in the draft. So, for instance, 2006, pick one is uh, Bryce Gibbs. Yep. And Joel Selwood goes pick seven. So Joel Selwood's the best pick out of that draft. Like, where does the best player come? It's sometimes pick one. Mm. Of course, there's some great number one. Uh, great number one players. But Sam I think- Walsh, a great player. Yep. Um, was Chris Judd pick one? No, he's pick three. Luke Hodge was Luke the Hodge best. Luke Hodge was yep. pick one, but he probably wasn't the best in that draft. Well, well you, good player. Great three player. Time, three time, so four-time premiership What player. I think about the pick one, though, is it adds a lot of pressure. And yeah. if you're trying to build your team around a pick one, which they're obviously saying by getting rid of all these guys to get that in there, um, whether consciously or not, they're lumping, lumping a lot of pressure on whoever they pick up. I don't think it's a positive thing when people leave your footy club if they're good players. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I agree. Whether or not what their contracts look like, um, I don't think it's positive. Hawthorne, um, off the back of the two, the three G, so top of the table, Geelong, a couple of bottom yep. of the table, Hawthorne, um, they've gone full-blown rebuild. They've, yeah, absolutely. So their 2021 leadership group, Right, um, Ben McAvoy was a captain, retired. Yep. Liam Shields retired. 
Jack Gunston, traded. Brisbane. Tom Mitchell, traded. traded. Jager O'Meara, traded. traded. Uh, the only player remaining from last year is James Warple. So I think that's just... The Warpedo. That's an incredible turnover of yeah, a leadership group. Yeah, my goodness group. it is. So they don't have any senior players. Like James Sicily is like the oldest player. Mm. They've got um, Chad Wingard. They've got uh, a couple of other senior guys running around, but basically kids. Luke Bruce. Yeah, Luke Bruce, he'd correct. Be, he'd almost be the captain next year. Yeah. He hasn't been in a leadership yeah, group, Luke no, Bruce. So I think he's sort of... Happy to just go about his business. He's been a great player for a long time. Yeah. Um, do you like that strategy? Like they've ripped the bandaid off. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the. I think it, it's tough because if you think you're still a chance to win games, which I think West Coast did, they kept all their older guys in and said we're rolling the dice, yep. and that didn't work. Um, whereas Hawthorne are pretty honest with where they're at yep. and just said, oh, "Oh well, the retirees you can't do much about." But um, well, they've got uh, Lloyd Meek in for McAvoy, and I think he's going to be a, a really good player. And so, you know, I, I like the strategy. All right, let's uh, go through the next three. Just say big ins and outs. Melbourne, biggest in. Grundy. Brody Grundy. Yeah, massive in. Um, biggest that, out, Jackson, probably. Yeah, Jackson, more than likely. Does Grundy and Gorn work as a ruck partnership in the AFL? I think yes. Where do you play? Who, who's going to ruck? And where do you play the one that's not rucking? Said this last night. Yeah. Couldn't I, be answered. No. What, are you going to play Brody Grundy at full forward? Yeah. Forward pocket. Please. I not, he's not a forward. He's a ruckman. They're both every stoppage ruckman. I don't, I don't like it at all, as you can hear. Yeah, I, I, I can accept that. But I just think you get 100% of the game with as good a ruckman as there is in the comp. Okay. Very good. North Melbourne, biggest in for them. Griffin Logue. Yeah. It's only Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker, so you've got to probably. pick between the two. Yeah, Griffin Logue or Picks. Traded out. Jason Horn francis probably the biggest one. Yep. Given he was the only player they moved yeah, on. the Hornet. Um, where, 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 do, where do they sit? They, they, don't have a, they don't have a coach at the moment. He's not mm. in the building. Um, they, were, they won the wooden spoon last year. They lose their number one pick. Yeah. They're, they're obviously rebuilding. Diabolical. Yes. That's that franchise at the moment. Okay. And as a avid North Melbourne supporter growing up, I were uh, you? Yeah, loved my love my Kangas. I was all for them. And do you have you swapped? Do you go for someone else now? Oh, I support West Coast still, but they're never like I watch Andrew play, I watch Angus play, and I'm I just watch footy football. Fan. Yeah, footy fan. But as an avid North Melbourne fan for a very very long time, it just pains me to see what's going on there. Wow, the, I didn't know the that. Place is a shambles. They've got. Well, Horn Francis wanted out. Your number one draft pick wants to leave. You you got Alistair Clarkson in. I was happy with that. And now all of a sudden he's he might not coach again. And hope he does. But it's you know there's just it's a tough spot to be for the North Melbourne Footy Club. All right, let's keep moving. Port Adelaide. Uh, we know what they've done. We've spoken about them. Jason Horn Francis, Junior Rioli come in. I think they do quite well. They're right up there with best performance of the trade period. Yep. Richmond, Tim Taranto, Jacob Hopper added to a midfield with mm-hmm. Dusty Martin, Trent Cochin, Shy Bolton, who am I? Oh, Dion Prestia. Yep. That, is that the best midfield in the comp? Oh, it'd be nudge, it'd be nudging Melbourne. Name wise, yeah, Melbourne's is still right up there. Yep. Petrarca, Oliver, Brayshaw, Viney, Gorn, Grundy. Bull- Bulldogs have still got a... Yeah, Bulldogs got it. They lose Dunkley and Hunter. They lost Hunter, but it's still McRae, Bontempelli, Liberatore, yep. and English in the ruck. That's probably what lets them down a little bit. Yeah. But English is a pretty good player. Yeah, it's right up there now, the Tigers. Okay. Well, do they challenge for the Premiership next year? Yep. Okay, thank I you. St Kilda literally do nothing. No. This is a movie about nothing. <laughs> so, like, movie... There's this movie I watched on a plane one time while traveling um, from West East Coast. And I, I'm terrible with movie names and usually plots. But this one was it was just based inside. He was buried alive. I think it was called Buried. Buried. And it was just in a 
he was just in a coffin for the entire movie mm. and he died. That that was the movie. That's the movie. So it was it was um Ryan Reynolds. I'm pretty Ryan, sure it was Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, wow. And he's okay. buried he's um he gets like captured and the very first scene he's getting the very first scene, the door shuts on him and he has a mobile and he's got like a lighter and there's just a whole lot of going on about him trying to get out. He eventually gets like a walkie talkie working. Dies. And dies. Yeah, they, they bomb him at the end. That's, so that's, sorry for giving it away, but if I look at St Kilda, that's pretty much mm. I'll give away what happens next year. They're not very good. Yeah. And they don't have you win seen the flag. The, have you ever heard of the movie The Room? No. Is it the same? No, The Room is by all reports the worst movie ever made on the history of the planet. And James Franco did a parody of it called The Disaster Movie. And The Room is this rich guy who's just thought, I'm gonna make a movie myself. And it's like it is just appalling. There's oh. just the acting is horrible. Yes, I've seen I've seen this. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a and then James Franco did like almost like a reverse doco or something. Yeah, it, like. did like a fake movie on it. You should do yourself a favor. And I've look seen up it. The room highlights. It is just so bad. So it's is hilarious. That, is that St Kilda? That's St Kilda. Okay, very good. Sydney, uh, Aaron Francis come in, but they're going to try and go back to back with pretty much the same crew they've got. I, yep. I, I like Aaron Francis. He's twenty four year old. I think he succeeds in a Sydney backline if that's mm-hmm. where they're going to yep. play him. They've been for a long time, had this culture. Uh, we talk about the Bloods, but their backline has been like hard lockdown defenders. Hard- you love your backs, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And I know all about them too. Yeah. They, they're just like, uh, they're so hard to score against, but then they've mm. got like these intercepting players like uh, Lloyd, the Lizard. Yeah, uh, yeah, he goes well. The McCartan brothers now, mm. um, Dane Rampey's been doing his thing for a long time. So I think Aaron Francis potentially is like a replacement for Dane Rampey, although he probably plays yeah. a little less harder checking game. Yeah. Similar sort of skill set, can jump, can run, can mm. do most things, can play high, can play tall, can mm-hmm. play small. So I think it's a good get by them. And the last one, Western Bulldogs, they get in Liam Jones. I think he's the. I, I really do think that's the steal of the trade yeah. period. Oh, steal, got him for free. Rory Lobb joins the club. Do you yep. like Rory Lobb at uh, the Western Bulldogs? They've got Sam Darcy, Jamal Hagen, Aaron uh, Norton. They've got Josh Bruce. There's four key position guys. Other than Josh Bruce, I have the other three in front of him in the starting forward position. Yeah, I do as well. I think, but the only the benefit with him is you can chop out. He chops out in the ruck well. I think so you can't play all four of those. No, in you the can't. Same team. You can't play all four of those in the same team. But I think he probably slots in. in slots in there, and I, I, I think he'll be a, a good fit. At they, least he wants to be there. They lose Lockie Hunter and Josh Dunkley out of their midfield as well. So that does hurt them. Yeah, it's probably a C for Western Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that's it. That's done. That's dusted. Trade period. Trade period. Done. Was it fun? Oh, no. Nah. It never is, I think. It's all like, it's just, you sit there and you wait and you watch and then all of a sudden players are getting stupid amounts of money on really big deals and it's, I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs, not getting anything. <laughs> you are with Hamish Brayshaw, Will Scovers, speaking about the trade period. I hope you've enjoyed it because Hamish didn't by the sounds of it. We are going to finish off with one question. It's come yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sheldon, uh, yeah, I don't have the notes in front of me, what what the email is. Yes, yes I do. Uh, footycast at sheldonbrewing.com.au. Now, I'm going to read you this because I think um, potentially you may be answer, able to answer it. And if you, sure. can't, if you can't, you can't. Understood. Hey, Scoey and Skeet. AKA Hammer. Yep. I have been thinking about the comparisons that get made by the general public when it comes to the AFL compared to the AFLW. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is relevant to you. It given is. that you are a midfield coach of the AFLW team. Correct. Um, I think they're ridiculous after hearing you guys speak about it on the Trey Week preview show. The way I look, uh, the way I like to look at it, you look uh, when the VFL started in the late 1800s and early 1900s, there was low scores and we see 
that we see in the current AFLW competition. The women have to start somewhere, just like the men did 125 years ago. The AFLW has reduced game time, only 15 minutes and time on, in the only the last two minutes of the quarter compared to the males, 20 minutes plus time on. So obviously there's going to be some more scoring in the males compared to the women's. I just mm-hmm. thought I'd point that out for listeners at home. Kind regards, Nino. Your thoughts, Hamish? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think... Obviously, the game isn't as high-paced and it's not as, as big a scoring, um, but there's, there's plenty of factors that 15 minutes, 16-minute plus two-minute time on, uh, you play on the same size ovals as the men do and the women can't kick it as far. Yep. Um, and it is. It's, we're only in our seventh season or of the, the competition, so it's getting a lot better. Um, but I think you just have to look at... There was a, a game a few weeks ago, Brisbane versus Adelaide, who were the, or Brisbane versus Melbourne, sorry, who were the two top teams, and that was an exceptional. That was a really good game of football. Um, I think it, what it would do for the public to see where women's football is headed, I think it'd be a really good idea to do potentially like a state of origin game or oh, an yeah. All Stars versus um, Victoria, the best, or the, best. the best of the best, because I think to see, I think the way that the game is played at the moment with all 18 teams and everyone being you know, you know involved in the AFLW the standard is growing but it's you know it's not at the level now where you know the AFL is at the moment because we're 130 years into the competition but i think given time it's certainly going to grow there's plenty Auskick is almost 50-50 boys to girls now and so it's the game is just becoming more and more popular with women and it'll just become better and better at the next level um but i think to to highlight that i think an all-stars game would be i think it's difficult for you to comment on it given that you're working in the industry but 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 from from where I sit, I started commentating women's footy about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game has gone from strength to strength. Yep. I, I initially, my first couple of games, I was like, gee, this, this standard's poor, right? And mm-hmm. it was because my mindset was comparing it to the men's game. Yep. But if you bring yourself out of that and you just actually watch it for what it is, mm-hmm. right, a contest between two teams, doesn't matter about men or women, mm. it's actually intriguing because – uh, as soon as you stop comparing it to the men's game, I think physically it's it's going to be very difficult for the women to ever be up to the standard of the men because that's how it goes. Men and women are very physically different. But the women's game is improving. The skills are getting better. The, the overall tactical nature of the games is improving. And the contests are good. Yes, they're not high scoring, but if you just accept it's not going to be high scoring, they're enjoyable to watch. So I've certainly become a fan and mm. I really enjoy calling them and watching them and, and I know you enjoy coaching them. So... Uh, my my point on, on that email would be, you know, it's difficult to compare the two games and, that, and that's where some people run across. I do have one more email to get to and mm-hmm. we'll finish off on this. It's it's entitled GWS and Gold Coast are a joke. Understood. Hey, lads, uh, I had a thought the other day about what an absolutely bl- absolute bloody failure GWS and Gold Coast have been. Not only are the two clubs themselves basket cases, now they've gone and thrown the competitive balance of the rest of the league with the trades they are forced into thanks to their dire salary cap situations. Mm. Right now, they aren't much more than a feeder system for the big Vic clubs. It doesn't look like changing anytime soon either. What is the pathway to, to these clubs getting twenty to 25,000 fans at home games? Tough to see it happening from where they sit now. Side note, lay off Skeeter. Wear your <laughs> crown with pride, short king. There you go. Cheers, Clappy. There you go. There you how, go. How do we get Gold Coast and GWS to better pastures? I'll, I'll start. Um, it's difficult to maintain players in non-AFL states. So mm. you take specific culture over a long period of time to keep those players going. Now, Sydney have long had this Bloods culture and from all reports speaking to a few guys that have been there and that are there currently they really 
um, buy into the fact that there's a draw home and they almost use that to bond the players closer mm. together. We've seen Brisbane turn it around to an extent, become you know, kind of a destination club. I think GWS and Gold Coast both have those abilities. Gold Coast, bloody great place to live. We oh, lived there. Absolutely. We lived there for eight weeks on the hub. Could have, could have easily moved there. <laughs> and so they should be using that. Like mm. Geelong kind of use it you know, close to the surf coast compared to Melbourne teams. Yep. They use it as a destination. I think Gold Coast could do that. Mm-hmm. And GWS... That's got to appeal to guys that don't love the hustle and bustle. You know, guys from Vic Country, even guys from WA. Maybe you don't recruit these Vic Metro kids that don't love that, it. That, that That is – I've been saying this. I was actually speaking about this with my old man the other day. You, as a club that is wanting to retain players, Greater Western Sydney and Gold Coast, um, I understand the, the footy, non-footy state thing and, and Brisbane and – Sydney, but they were relocated teams, so they obviously had an established fan base. But for these new teams, don't draft a Vic Metro kid. Yeah, you just can't do it. Draft a kid who's been living four hours out of the city, the city from you know a Chuka or something that has no idea of what you know what's the draw home. Go and fish for an hour, or go and <laughs> you know, go and throw hay bales around. Like you need a kid who is a well grounded, discipline, and you know has had to cut his teeth in a hard life living in the country, yeah. who then goes to a, st- a club like the Gold Coast and finds four or five other country Victorian kids who all of a sudden they just bond together and that's that's your core of your group. And then they like they learn to uh, live in the big city together kind yeah. of thing, right? And that's yeah, and, and I, but I think bond. all that happened, like you look at it, all the players in the last, in my opinion, a lot of the players in the last 10 years that have decided to come home, no one's done it from a... Name the last country kid that says, oh, I want to come home. Don't do that to me. Cause, exactly, because yeah. you're not coming home. You're coming to a city. You're not going home to your, you know, out to Lakes Entrance or wherever the hell you live, Xavier Ellis. <laughs> but, you know, you're coming home. If you're a city boy, you're coming home to the city. So don't draft kids from the city. There you go. That Hamish Brayshaw, final say. I like it. Very, very, very good. If you want to send in an email, send it in to us, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. got to be honest, I think they were two of the best things we've covered the whole show. So there if you, you want more of that, send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on socials, Shelter Footycast. What's your socials, Hammer? Uh, Sugar Bray on Instagram and coming up again my email out and I don't have Twitter very good uh, watch us on YouTube listen to us on podcast Shelter Brewing uh, Born and Brewed in Bustledon we'll see you next week Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50-80% to 80% less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.